Lives of Pitch, the podcast where we pitch the best films that'll never get made. I'm Matt Turner. And I'm Tom McGrath. And the game goes like this. We asked you, our devoted listeners, to come up with titles that you'd like to hear us pitch. We then collaborate, coming up with story points, casting, and even marketing strategies. Without further ado, this week's title is... Broken Heart Surgery. Broken Heart Surgery? Yes. Oh, we're doing um, the, the procedural yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, we're doing procedural ones this week. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah. uh, that one from Alex Not Safe Work Keen, so thanks for that title, Alex. Thank uh, you, Alex. Like we said, we're doing procedural stuff this week. Procedural is such a weird genre, right? Like, it's, it's a uh, it's a weird cross between your uh, procedural detective stuff, like you've yeah. got your kind of CSI, mm. forensics. It's given us a lot of stuff to work around, really. Lawyers do it a lot. Mm. There's that sort of, you know, oh, investigate why the client has the problem. Yeah. Uh, and then you have even the wackier ones, which are you, a lot of the time there's crime around it. Mm. But oftentimes it's also medical. Medical dramas are, are all procedural just about. Yeah. It's, I can't figure out why this man is dying. So, do you want to hear some honourable mentions? Yeah, procedural mentions. Procedural mentions, that's a good one. Yeah, so some uh, procedural mentions. So, Alex Not Safe for Work King got in touch with us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast. Give us a like on there. Uh, you can also find us on social media at life's a pitch show on twitter give us a follow you can give us titles for genres we post out a genre every week for each episode so yeah so give us a title and we'll pitch it on the show yes potentially no guarantees uh if it's good enough if it's good enough for us no uh we just like reading them to be honest and um we like to pitch the the movies that you suggest so please um go over there and give us a uh, a lovely time a lovely title so from Ross underscore Originals, yep. we've been given Inspector. But Spectre like a ghost, Spectre. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I think it's fairly obvious we've got a kind of, um, <laughs> I'd say, Badil and Skinner unplanned. But what I mean is... <laughs> Randall and Randall Hopkirk and deceased. Hopkirk deceased. <laughs> Which, to be honest, if I was going to uh, reboot uh, Randall and Hopkirk deceased... <laughs> Badil and Skinner. Yeah, but not give him a script. <laughs> Improvised Randall and Hopkirk deceased. Yeah. That by, is a niche market. By Badil and Skinner and Plant. <laughs> David Badil and Frank Skinner. Um, uh, but, like, yeah, I, I think <laughs> either, like, I don't know, I think it's been done where one of them is a ghost. Where one of them's dead, yeah. Yeah. And he's helping him out by being able to walk through walls and no one can see him. Yeah, it's a, it's a good power. Yeah, it's it's a great power for a detective. But but I'm thinking it's a ghost that everyone can see. Right. Every Everyone in the police department can see. <laughs> what if, you know, Inspector, hmm. the rank of Inspector is not, is not down on the ground. They don't do a lot on the street. No. Right, they don't go around. They're not grassroots. Yeah, they don't. They're yeah. not. They're not bobbies on the beat. Yeah, inspectors are fucking like they sit at the desks mm. and and coordinate other people. This is. Uh, I'm thinking Simon Pegg. Yeah. Uh, dies but after is, after his setup has been sort of. I want to be Simon Pegg dies. Mm-hmm. He dies heroically. Yeah. But I think the first episode actually is Simon Pegg uncovering some corruption in the police force. Yeah. And. At the end, he gets shot, or like like two th- two thirds of the way through, mm. he gets shot by his inspector. 
Okay. Who tries so, to make it disappear until he wakes up and is a ghost. Mm. And uh, the um, the inspector and the superintendent and all that sort of stuff are there at his funeral going like, oh, if he was alive, he, he died a hero. And if he was alive, he would have been made inspector instead of this guy. Mm. And then like somewhere in the void, like somewhere in the sort of like swirling miasma of the plane of death, he hears he would have been made inspector instead of uh, old asshole uh, boy. And then he takes that as a promotion. <laughs> and, then, and then he like and comes like, back. You like, rang right. No one can see him. Yeah, but he is like a poltergeist sort of rules thing. Oh, so he's trying to fuck with the investigation of. Uh, the inspect he knows there's corruption. This, this yeah, one yeah. bad guy. So the pilot episode that's of this last for one season. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> this, this no, no, I'm not even saying one season. The pilot episode of yeah. this is him foiling his own murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By outing a corrupt inspector. I think the well, that's, season that's, that's, arc. Forget the series. That's a film. Yeah. No, no. no. The season arc is overall corruption in because obviously like the guy who shot him was just a <clears> lackey <throat> of like a gangster or whatever working yeah. in the police department that works i i think that works as a film as well yeah, yeah. i think you just just that first pilot episode would would last mm. a mi- uh, an hour and 15 minutes yeah yeah um it's like he's uh constantly trying to ruin the um, sort of like because this guy's obviously working for the mob or whatever yeah. he's still doing his bits and bobs but, so he's trying to show him up make sure that that crime does not go like that body does not disappear mm. uh, and stuff by like he can't interact with people but he can interact with objects mm. I think the finale the, the end of the episode is like in a in a flower mill Mm. Uh, and like because because he, he's like taken this he's gonna grind up some bones to, <laughs> into, in, uh, so that he can't be tracked down and uh, he then Simon Pegg is like I'm gonna get him and he like throws a thing of flour and the flour goes everywhere and mm. then the guy is like because he can see him uh, Simon Pegg like he's got flour all over him now <laughs> you can see Simon Pegg's face like Simon Pegg I think obviously we've got to have the audience character in this so yeah. we start off with Simon Pegg dying yep. but then it, it cuts to um, Karen Gillan who's uh, a uh, um, a psychic medium who turned to being a, a cop because she it doesn't pay very well <laughs> I was about to say like she's, she's not making ends meet as a medium so yeah, she exactly. becomes a police detective <laughs> She wants to do some good in the world. Yeah. Her family have always been police officers. Mm. Um, and she was the black sheep. Uh, she was the black sheep who went off to do medium things. <laughs> I don't know what they do. But, and, like, because Simon Pegg died and come back as a ghost, yeah. she immediately relives all her medium days yeah. while solving crimes yep. with Simon <laughs> Pegg. Yeah. She's like, what's it like in the other, on, in the other plane? Yeah. Uh, he's like... I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen the other... I didn't even... Spite, I, th- there, isn't, there isn't even another plane, Karen. It's just <laughs> it's just this. Just the one plane. It's the one plane. Yeah. Uh, there's something on the wing, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so from Phil Walters, we've got Same Shit, Different Day. Same Shit, Different Day. I think, yeah. right, when I wrote this down, mm. I'd qu- I had a... I had a idea. 
So it is uh, Henry Shit. <laughs> Is and, he doing... Uh, and Marcus Day. And uh, Marcus Day? Yeah. Henry Shit and Marcus Day. But Marcus has a wide family <laughs> of crime solvers. <laughs> and Marcus Day is also the epitome in the police force of a red shirt. <laughs> the family is full... Like, so every episode, he's r- replaced by... He gets, r- he gets injured yeah. every episode <laughs> and has to take some time off. At the beginning of each episode, he's in an accident and in hospital and is replaced by someone from his family. That's the gimmick. And they've all got different things. They're all different like, quirks. Yeah, they're all like... Uh, <laughs> it's like cheaper by the dozen. Meets the X-Files. Yeah, so it's... And, and shit... <laughs> David shit is like... Oh, Marcus shit. was. It's, uh, no, Henry Shit, Henry Marcus Shit. Day. Ha- Henry Shit and Marcus, D- Marcus Day. Henry yeah. Shit is the grizzled old veteran of the... Uh, <laughs> well, they're both grizzled old veterans, just one's more accident-prone than the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry Shit, though, is, is has been through <laughs> a lot. Yeah. His, He's his... been through a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, whereas Marcus Day has just been through a lot of injuries. <laughs> Every episode, he's got a new cast on his arm and stuff, and then he, and then he has an accident. And what are the gimmicks to the to the crimes they're solving? Because I think I think particularly the crimes that they should solve are ones that look like accidents. Okay, so like sort of mafia hits, like um, just stuff like it's like they they talk through. They they have this whole gimmick of like uh, Henry shit taking the the kid like the, the eight year old child through the, the sort of through the process and he and you flash back and you have them walking through the scenario yeah. as a woman is chopping vegetables and then the door bursts open and it's like a scary man from the mafia and she goes. Ooh! <laughs> and then the, the knife flies out of the window and then Wait. balances for a second on, on the balcony and then falls over the edge <laughs> and then barely misses someone's head and then, like, p- bounces off the curb and pierces the tyre of a car, which goes sliding into the... <laughs> it's like this. Right, right, right. I don't think you understood where I was going with mafia hits looking like accidents. No, I know where you were going. Right. I was just like, they were, they actually are <laughs> accidents. Right, okay. It's so, accidents that look like mafia hits, Tom. <laughs> so, so, same shit, different day is Henry Shit and a selected member of the Day family. Of the, of the extended Day family. Tracking down accidents that look like mafia hits. Basically on, ma- on cases of manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like it, <laughs> because I just think that I think the meta narrative for the for the for the series has to be what weird agents there's some kind of supernatural agent of chance that keeps on injuring Marcus Day. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I think he's just accident. No, I think I think there's there's, there's got to be a reason that he keeps getting injured. So like they've got to track down like whatever like chance trickster has mm. cursed him by solving all these, like, seemingly accident murders. Yeah. 
Oh, so there's like a, a trickster god at work. Uh, kind of, there's a kind of a Lovecraftian sort of like people can pray to this trickster god to, to murder someone, but and, and it'll Okay, and it'll so happen that's, in the, that's in the, the season villain. That's a villain of the year kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. But I've also got like, so the different days. Yeah. So like we've got obviously Marcus Brings is sun to work day yeah. kind of thing <clears throat> and then Marcus falls out of a window <laughs> not not killed yeah I think it's well the, their office is on the first floor yeah, so he just breaks a leg he's like I don't think I can go on this one <laughs> <laughs> take my son please he's he's well trained yeah. <laughs> he, he knows he knows the crack <laughs> he's not he's not Got, he's not very experienced, but he's been he's got a lot of book learning. <laughs> he's an excitable cadet. His <laughs> eight-year-old son. <laughs> yeah, he's pottering along like, I'm going to get him! I'm thinking there's one episode where it's not procedural, but it is just sort of uh, Henry Shit is Marcus Day's best man at a wedding, and Marcus like has an accident, and they have to get him to the wedding on time. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, that was that's a fun little thing. Yeah, uh, where... so, uh, that's the special. It's a it's an hour long special called Same Shit Wedding Day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but like Marcus Day's family extends over the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just spilling out. They can't get into the church. Some of them are hanging from rafters. Yeah, to Louise Lonesome, who's got like two <laughs> members of her family. Yeah. There's people stood outside that are in Marcus Day's family. Little sign that says pick a pick a seat not a side. <laughs> yeah, just are you are you part of the groom's family? Yeah, any side. Uh, <laughs> just go and just come in. Yeah, just come in. <laughs> so yeah, he's got like there's there's an episode where a dog takes over <laughs> it's just it's just Henry shit and a dog <laughs> Fido Day yeah a an obscure Austrian relative who has a lot of wealth yeah there's one from each country definitely yeah. when you start running out of ideas <laughs> when you start running out of ideas it's just cultural stereotypes yeah, yeah like uh, like in The Simpsons <laughs> yes uh, by about episode 200 or something of same shit different day by episode 9 <laughs> we've run out of ideas yeah we're not family members there's like the spy one there's one that's a skeleton <laughs> because we've already introduced the supernatural element we may as well lean in that's the thing we get people on social media to vote for the different days there's one that's like a griffin <laughs> Italian American day, just like come on. <laughs> it's like a, a giant day. <laughs> Charlie Day is there. Charlie Day, <laughs> as himself. Yeah, yeah. The actor, the actor Charlie Day. Yeah, it comes in. He's like, hey, 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 how's it going? I want, I, what, are we, what, what are you, what, what are we looking for in the, in the crimes? <laughs> But the thing is, Marcus Day is also played by Charlie Day. <laughs> that's, that's that's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Charlie, his uh, his twin brother who chose acting instead of law enforcement as a career. <laughs> Everyone oh. explains their bit when they turn up. Yeah, yeah, basically, that's a given. Like, they turn hey, up... it's me, Chungus Day. <laughs> I'm the giant one of the Day family. So yeah, that's same shit, different day. <laughs> so that was 
all our honourable mentions this week. Thank you to everyone who got in touch. Uh, remember, if you like the episode so far, give us a big like. Write it on our social media, just like, we big like this episode. Yeah, do that. That's that's your catchphrase. Yeah. Listener. Big like. Yeah, that's your catchphrase, that is. Yeah. Enjoy it. So, before we move on to our final pitch, which is from Alex Not Safe for Keen, Broken Heart Surgery, mm-hmm. we've got an award to give out. An award to give out. An award to give out. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's the... Yes, very clever. Award. This is the award we give out to people who've given us titles based on around existing titles or just clever puns. Doing a hilarious jape. Or both. There is a big Venn diagram for that. Yeah, do both. So, we've got a lot this week. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, we, we had a lot. But this one really tickled me. That's from Connor Lavelle, and it is Tex-Mex Files. <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah. That is, yeah, very clever. Yeah, but yes, very clever. I th- I'm thinking it's just the X-Files, but with... A Texan and a Mexican. Yeah, Texan on the border. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're solving crimes committed by illegal aliens. And by illegal aliens, we mean actual extraterrestrial. <laughs> like people from Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> Just from Jupiter. Yeah. It's men in black, Matt. <laughs> it's just men in black set in Texas. Thank you, Connor Lavelle, for uh, Tex-Mex files. Yep. So let's move on to our main pitch, which is, again, from Alex Not Safe Work Keen, Broken Heart Surgery. Broken Heart Surgery. So this is definitely a medical uh, procedure, I think right? so, yeah. I think, though, it is... Because, obviously, broken heart means... Like as an emotional thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationship kind of thing. So, so, it's, so it's, I think someone's there is someone having repeated heart attacks. Yeah. Or there are a lot of people having repeated heart attacks. Because I, I was thinking it was a procedural for a relationship counselor. Okay, interesting. Because I don't think anything like this has been done before. Probably not. Where it is someone trying to fix relationships, yeah, and sort of working mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. uh, to figure out their relationships' problems, and it's it's someone who works very unorthodoxly, basically sleeping in the same bed as these couples. <laughs> um, I think the reason that hasn't been done yet is because yeah. there's very rarely an aha moment. Yeah, yeah. Where you just Oh yeah, no, because yeah, like relationship problems are often ridiculously complex. And the cure is and... usually a lots of work. Yeah. <laughs> just like you just focus on this aspect for a while. Yeah. And eventually you'll start to trust it's each not other just again. Have this pill. Yeah. Or like Or like catch the bad guy. Yeah. It's yeah, there's no direct, like no immediate payoff to <laughs> To sussing it. Well, this is where this is where we put our bad writers' hats on. <laughs> Try and figure out an easy fix to people's relationships. No, I think um, we we do the because I think we can do both here. Mm. I think we have uh, like a doctor like breaks up with her boyfriend mm-hmm. and he dies of a heart attack like the next day, mm. and he had no history of heart disease. Like, nothing. Yeah. But the relationship wasn't working. We have this whole pre-thing of, like, mm. them not just not working out and stuff. She's looking into it. She's trying to figure out... She, she, because in the, in the back of her mind, she's sort of blaming herself. Because some old lady in a market's like, Oh, he died of a broken heart, did he? So 
I think more cases of unexplained heart attacks start happening. And I think she is trying to track down, because it's personal, she's trying to track down the cure to this mysterious heart disease that seems to happen only when people are under emotional duress. It's like hmm. a sort of... Um, I don't know how that could be procedural, though. It's just, a, at the end of the day, it's just a movie. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a procedural movie. Yeah. I mean, we, it, it's possible. The problem is, if you try and do it, like, the emotional route, trying, maybe that's it. Maybe it's sort of, she realises that some of this can't be solved mm. with just a pill, mm. and sometimes you have to solve the root of it, which is find out why they why they're under such emotional duress and sort of like solve it yeah i, th- I think again it's, it's part my idea part your idea yeah yeah like uh, they're sort we... of like it's the the stakes are high because these people could die yeah but she's now no longer a medical doctor yeah she is looking for the what? root causes of, of of where this is coming from yeah uh obviously this is a world where high emotional strain will just kill you yeah, I think uh, I think or, like or if you have you this in a coma or something. Yeah, yeah. If you have this, like if people go people go into she, she's looking through the files or, and she's like, yeah. Or that that whole thing of a boyfriend dying yeah. made a switch from an actual medical profession to uh psychological evaluations and stuff. So I like, think we could, we still give we, I think we still give her the job of being a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Because that means she has access to, like, medical records and stuff. Yeah. And it means that she can track down these patients. Okay. Or I was thinking of, because it was a film... Yeah. In her past, she has... She's had that experience. That's her backstory. Yeah. Who's playing her? Let's say, uh... I was thinking, like, Mackenzie Davis or someone like that. Which one's she? From San Junipero, Blade Runner. So Mackenzie Davis is this uh, doctor... Yeah. Who... I think has moved on to a practice because she she doesn't want that to happen to anyone else. She's like a a, a life coach, a guidance counselor or something. Yeah, basically. And sure. so yeah, but because she's coming at it from a doctor's perspective. Right. She was a very maverick doctor anyway. <laughs> let's, let's I think she was in. like a normal doctor until yeah, yeah. like her like her boyfriend died or whatever. Mm. Um she, she she has unusual methods for helping couples. And I think we have a second person, uh, Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. who is still... She was disgraced, I yeah. think, because she, like, tried some, like, radical techniques to try and find the symptoms medically. Yeah. And it was agreed upon that this isn't possible. Yeah. And that she took some risks and someone got hurt. She got disgraced as a medical doctor. Yeah. Paul Rudd is still a doctor. Mm. He's a surgeon. And he is seeing uh, a weird increase in these heart attacks. <laughs> you're saying as though you're saying it as though someone's behind the heart attacks. I, I think behind uh, the breakup. Why not? Y- yeah, but like because the, the, <laughs> this condition makes you vulnerable to the to the to the heartbreak deaths, right? Yeah, like and that's what we'll call them the heartbreak, the heartbreak deaths. Yeah, this condition is becoming more and more prevalent. Mm. More and more people, when they have a broken heart, are just dying of it. And I think he he reaches out to Mackenzie Davis. Okay, so brought her back to the fold of medical doctor. But because she's not allowed to practice medicine, she uses her unorthodox uh, psychiatric techniques to solve 
at first, she, uh, they're, they're working together to try and solve the problems, right? Mm. Because as a movie, this has to like get bigger and bigger and then have a, have a, a wrap-up. Yeah. Right? Um, I think that she goes out and she's, she's talking to one, one person at a time. You know, like, uh, Paul Rudd gives her a list of people and she goes to the first and uh, it's Susan Sarandon again and yeah. um, Roger Allen. Yeah. They've been married 50 years yeah. and he keeps having... Or, like, uh, Susan Sarandon keeps having heart attacks, but, like, yeah. you know, the little ones that, like, she goes to hospital, yeah. she comes back. Well, I, I, I think Paul Rudd uh, identifies that it's the same condition yeah. that Mackenzie Davis's boyfriend yeah. died from and brings her back, and she has been working on how to figure it out, uses it on uses these techniques whatever yeah. they are on, on Susan Sarandon like, I mean, you've got to decide that right like, I'm, I'm not a medical expert well, or no, a, it wouldn't or a... be a medical expert like it would be like a solve this problem with your relationship thing which is why I was trying to steal, steer away from this thing because it's like we have to yeah, create yeah. these tiny little conversations how about solving of the problem is shoving two lemons up the nose <laughs> <laughs> And and how does that leave us with any mystery if everyone just shoves lemons at their nose and it's solved? Right, because Roger Allen then yeah. looks at his wife with two lemons up her nose yeah. and he starts crying <laughs> and goes, I now remember why I loved you. <laughs> and then she wakes up from the coma. It's like, I'll never leave you again. <laughs> It's it, like, right, it's m like many holistic medicines. We don't know how it works. <laughs> Why it works. Yeah. It works because she's like wrapped up in all these medical bits and bobs. Yeah. And Roger Arm sees her. Uh, <laughs> Two lemons shoved up her nose. And, and says, like, I can't leave you like this. Yeah. As he was going to. Uh, Jesus Christ. So my my kind of close out to this whole it's a metaphor scenario <laughs> is For the I, bitterness of a breakup of the soul. Um, I think they all have these different problems in their life. All these people that they're solving, mm. and then they figure out like because she's able to go through just their individual parts of their lives yeah. that she figures out where oh yeah yeah, yeah. um one this this kind of cliff outside of town that overlooks the town mm. that's that's good for kind of moping yeah. for being sad <laughs> is is has has like chemicals leaking around it all right so they they go to the chemical plant in yeah. town and <laughs> <laughs> shove lemons up its nose <laughs> That can't be it. Like, yeah, this thing. Yeah, fair enough. The chemical plant in town has a big, big nose on the side. Yeah, and they just shove lemons up it. Oh no, because it's because I was obviously excreting chemicals into the into the river or something. Oh yeah, it's got these two big old like uh, lonesome lake. Yeah, that's where people. Yeah, lonesome lake, and it's got these two big <laughs> exhausts like pushing out like chemicals. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're like. <laughs> We need to go to the biggest lemon farm we know. <laughs> and so Paul Rudd drives him out there in an ambulance. Because <laughs> it's all he can get. He's an EMT. He's not even a doctor. He's an EMT. <laughs> like, he's a, he's a sort of... Um, he's an ambulance driver, driver okay. paramedic sort of guy. And I'm, I'm thinking... 
because Mackenzie Davis is like she's not going to love again. Yeah, I think uh, her and Paul Rudd have a sort of will they, won't they, and then the, the whole answer time. is will they, won't they. But they, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is what they won't they. <laughs> So it's never resolved whether or not... They just won't. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> it looks like they're about to, and then... Because they get real close, yeah. and then... Because Mackenzie Davis a shoved a lemon up <laughs> Paul <laughs> Rudd's nose. That's happens, that happens earlier in the film. That happens earlier in the film, and then and then um, they are, like, they've, they've succeeded. They've pushed all the lemons uh, into, the, into these exhaust No, 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 just two giant lemons. Two, gi- two giant lemons. Yeah. Because that's been seeded earlier they've in the film. They've got to go, yeah, yeah, like, uh, Paul Rudd's dad is a giant lemon farmer. I don't know. I think they just find that it's like, they, no, uh, Sheboygan, Minnesota, the, the home, home to the, the giant biggest, lemon. Biggest lemon in America um, so they go and pick those up in the, in the back of the ambulance and um, they they go and plug the gaps in the, yeah. in the exhaust this film took a turn they plug these exhausts and then they're about to kiss and you can see the um, this like the, their faces getting closer and closer and then in the background you just hear a rumbling and then they kiss and it's just like this whole like and they're, oh, they're, factory they're, they're about they're about to kiss yeah. and then because the factory explodes Paul Rudd has a heart attack and she goes no no I'm not sure how I felt about you <laughs> and then a bit of lemon zooms past and flies up his nose and he's cured yeah immediately and he's like oh my god I'm not sure how I felt about you either <laughs> let's ne- never feel emotions <laughs> let's cut ourselves off from emotions <laughs> what was this film I think we arrest the the big CEO yeah, of, uh, uh, corporate of the corporate of the chemical, chemical industrial Hitler. <laughs> corporate chemical industrial Hitler. Yeah. That's his name. Yep. Uh, <laughs> played by uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. He you just, caught me. Just, <laughs> just like you got me. I was trying to break up some couples <laughs> with my chemicals. Yeah. Oh, it was only the men who were dying. No, no, Susan Sarandon was dying oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think maybe we, if we change it to Roger Allen, then it means that he was targeting men so he could so he could pick up widows. <laughs> you know what? I did have that thought earlier, and I was like, nah. <laughs> like, that could be the cause of... <laughs> this guy of, was just, like, murdering uh, all the men. Yeah. So he'd have his pick of the litter. <laughs> He's got a lot of sons as well. <laughs> He was just, he's, he's sort of like an incel. Yeah. <laughs> he was just sort of like, all these chads, yeah. he says. All these chads in town. Like, he does a monologue to his six sons who yeah. he has yeah. in the boardroom. He's like, if we murder all the men, then they'll ha- the, the economy of sex will be in our favour, <laughs> just like in capitalism. He had no idea... That lemons were the cure. <laughs> he didn't. How would he possibly? How how could he possibly? How could anybody know? anybody yeah. possibly know that? It's it's Mackenzie Davis's quirky methods of of operation. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, that was broken heart surgery. <laughs> no surgery whatsoever. Thank you, Alex, for for that title. Yeah. I 
I hope you weren't expecting that. <laughs> if anyone was, yeah. then what are you doing? Yeah, well, I am. Buy a lottery ticket. Well done if you're expecting <laughs> that. So um, yeah. thank you all for listening to this week's episode. And uh, if you are enjoying the episode, if you have enjoyed the episode and if you're enjoying the podcast uh, thus far, then uh, please, please consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you can pick up the podcast, giving us a big like on the social media and a big follow on uh, Twitter potentially. Uh, and of course, if you really like the show, then you can uh, tell a friend or go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast where you can give us a little bit of money each month to help the podcast keep going, keep getting better and uh, helping us get into the whole uh, good podcast world. Mm-hmm. You know, the podcast, the world, the world where podcasts people make are good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I'd like to think that this one is, is considered good. I. It's worth sharing. Some people like it. Yeah. And therefore... Some I, people do like it. Some people like it enough to pay us some money sometimes. Mm. So, with that in mind, I will read out the members of our community who are uh, doing just that. And those people who are helping us out each and every month are Mihir Trevedi. It's the big one. Introducing your boy Grindelvarius Brimbleshark 2008. Davy Benzo Felix. My Waste of Talent. Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross Originals, Sam McKillman, Stephen D. Thomas, Charlie Brambles, Jimblebee Beepy Beans, Spanky Brandon Mills, Alex Keane, Brent Black, and Joseph Hegarty. Thank you guys. Really, really helps us out. Thank you all for your patronage. Uh, remember, if you want to uh, support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and uh, go over there to find just extra stuff on it's there. Bonus it's great. Stuff. You, if you, if $3, you get a bonus pitch every week. Yeah, no, every five, five dollars. $5. $5, you get a bonus pitch every week. Wow. Uh, also, but if you, do, if you don't want to do that, but you want to support the podcast, you can do it by giving us a like on Facebook, give, well, giving the post a like on Facebook, get, getting it shared out there, yeah, telling your just friends just in person, yeah, yeah. Uh, just spreading the word basically. So yeah, if anyone says, "Oh, I want to start listening to podcasts," what should I listen to? Don't recommend like my dad wrote a porno or like This American Life, yeah, or Serial or whatever. Them Go rubbish ones, yeah. Life's a bitch podcast, yeah. Um, also, make sure you brush your teeth every day, twice, yeah, twice a day. Um, after every meal, in fact. Mm. And share the podcast. And share the podcast. Mm. Okay, so until your breakup is solved by shoving two lemons up your nose, <laughs> I've been Tom McGrath. I've been Matt Turner. Remember who pitched it. Bye! Bye.